Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 44 of the Money Love Podcast. Well, I actually have a lot of things to share with you guys today in this episode. I've got some good things, and I'm also going to share with you something that has been going on with my husband and I personally that most would consider not so good, which I'm guessing by the title of this episode, you might be able to decipher what that is, but I will be bringing you up to speed on all of that. But before we dive into the juicy details on that, I do want to tell you guys about three really exciting things that went into effect yesterday that I want to make sure that you are aware of. So first off, I have launched my new website, pagepritchard.com. I'm laughing a little bit as I say that because I have poured my blood, sweat, and literal tears into this website. I have been personally working on it for months, teaching myself the process of building a website, which has been challenging and exciting and at times made me want to pull my hair out, but it is done. It is launched. It is on the internet. You can go to it and I would love for you to check it out. So just simply go to pagepritchard.com. Page is with an I and then Pritchard is P-R-I-T-C-H-A-R-D and check it out. I'm just so excited to have it launched because I finally have a place now that has all of my resources, like my courses and my money recommendations and my podcast all in one place. So check out the new website. I'm really, really proud of it. The second update I want to give you, which I'm also so thrilled about, is that I launched, or should I say I relaunched, my YouTube channel yesterday. So years ago, I had a YouTube channel. And I posted, gosh, maybe like 10 videos to it. And then I just stopped posting videos to it. Unfortunately, it just kind of fell off the radar. But I love video content. I mean, obviously, I love the podcast here, but I love video content. I love the connection that you can make with someone when you can just see their face and the connection that can be made over video. So I'm really excited to be relaunching it. And the videos on the YouTube channel will be similar to the topics that we talk about here on the podcast, but much more high level. So the YouTube videos are just going to be a really quick down and dirty money tips. But then the content here on the podcast is where you can come to dive much deeper in a 30-minute episode. But I would love to have you plugged into both. So I have put the link to my YouTube channel in the show notes. And so I would love it if you would go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. You can also just go to YouTube and just, again, type in my name, Paige Pritchard, and my channel should pop up. You can subscribe there. And just know I'll be posting a new video there every single week. So between the YouTube channel and the podcast, you guys are going to be having just tons of free content coming at you every single week. The last and final update. This is a big one, you guys. One that kind of hurts my heart a little bit. But the third and final update is that I have officially changed my Instagram handle from the Purposeful Penny to Paige L. Pritchard. The Purposeful Penny is no more, you guys. I know. I know. It's a very sad day, but honestly, it was just time to put her on the shelf and just to move on to the next version and the next iteration of my brand and of my business. I picked the handle, the Purposeful Penny, when I first created my Instagram account where I was going to start talking about money. 
four years ago. And I literally just picked it out of the sky, you guys. Like I remember just being in the shower one day and thinking, hmm, maybe I'll start an Instagram and just start talking about money. And I was like, hmm, what should my handle be? And for some reason, the name The Purposeful Penny just came to me. It was kind of during the time where like the bloggers were really big and all the bloggers had their cutesy names of their blog. And so that's what I thought I needed. I was like, well, I have to come up with like a cute and clever name to call my Instagram. And so I just came up with The Purposeful Penny. And again, while I've loved it, my business has definitely evolved. My brand has definitely evolved since that point. And it really just doesn't have any significance or connection to my brand anymore. And so I have decided to shelf it and to change my Instagram handle as Paige L. Pritchard. And I'm just telling you guys that because a lot of you guys, when you're listening to the podcast, you tag me on Instagram. So I just want you to know that if you try to tag the Purposeful Penny, you will not find her anymore. You got to tag me at Paige L. Pritchard. And I am also looking forward to not being called Penny 27 times a day. Anytime anyone ever comes into my DMs, they're like, hi, Penny. And I'm like, yeah, Penny is not my name. But I totally do not care at all because I completely understand why you would think my name is Penny. So I'm just excited for people actually to call me like the right name now. But again, just so you know, that has been changed. Okay, so new website, new YouTube channel and a new Instagram handle. Lots of changes. Let me tell you guys, I really am in a season of a lot of change and growth and involvement right now. 2021 has been a funky year. At the start of the year, my husband and I decided to make some pretty drastic changes to our lifestyle. I'll have to do a future episode about that and tell you guys what we've been doing because it's very different than what we've been doing in the past. There's a lot changing in my business. And also about two months ago, we had another huge curveball thrown our way, which was that mid-March, my husband received a phone call from his boss late on a Friday afternoon. And the phone call lasted less than a minute. And he was essentially informed that his employment at his current employer was being terminated effective immediately. So to say that we were totally shocked and blindsided, I honestly feel like is an understatement. I mean, I don't even have words to adequately express to you guys how shocked we were. Now, I know that this is a really turbulent and uncertain time right now in the job market. I mean, in the past year since the pandemic, millions of people have lost their jobs and have been released by their employers. My husband was not fired as a result of the pandemic, and his company was also not under any sort of distress. They weren't doing a round of layoffs or anything like that. In fact, two days before my husband was fired, the Wednesday before the Friday he was fired, he had his annual performance review, which was glowing. I mean, absolutely glowing. He received the highest bonus payment for his performance out of his group of peers. And then, boom, two days later, he's out. Now, listen, I'm only sharing this level of detail with you to really show that it truly came out of left field. Like, He was never given a reason for his termination other than, honestly, some corporate BS tagline from Human Resources that it was just a difference in vision. He was never provided any clarity or even given the respect or decency of an explanation of why they terminated him. But our guess is just that his hot dog of a boss, MPS, people who I don't like, I call them hot dogs. But we're guessing that his hot dog of a boss just made the move out of self-preservation on his part. Ryan kind of expressed in his performance review where he wanted to progress and advance and take his platform that he was in charge of 
And we just felt like his boss kind of felt threatened and as a result decided just to cut Ryan out. So in full transparency, my husband had a salary that was well into the six figures and we woke up one morning having it and we went to bed that night having lost it completely. Overnight, 65% of our income just went poof. And so this is the first time I will say that either of us have ever lost a job. We've never gone through this before. We both left jobs before out of our own choice, which of course allowed us to plan ahead of time and prepare. But this was the first time that either of us had lost a job that wasn't our choice to leave. And I want to talk to you about that experience today. I want to talk to you about what we've been going through these past two months, both mentally and financially, and share with you some key lessons that have been tremendously helpful to both of us during this time. But listen, I do want to say right off the bat that we are doing good and we are okay. This episode is not intended to draw pity or even sympathy from anyone. The truth is we have been preparing for an incident such as this for years. Hope for the best, but be prepared for the worst, right? Which is what we have done. Through that preparedness and preparation, we have really minimized the impact that this change of circumstance has brought into our life by getting ready for this. So please just know that we're doing good. And in fact, as this episode airs, we will be at the beach, probably indulging in an alcoholic beverage. So just know before we dive into this, we are doing okay. Now, I do want to say that this episode is not going to be about the how of job loss. It's not going to be how to file for unemployment. It's not going to be how to write a resume, how to interview, how to network, anything like that. It's not going to be about the how. Because listen, you are just as capable as figuring out the how as we are, or as anyone is. Listen, my husband and I still had to sit down and literally Google how to file for unemployment to figure things like this out. We didn't know, just like you might have to do as well when you're trying to navigate the how of this process. But what I really want to share with you today are the most important things to keep in mind from a mindset perspective and also a financial perspective if you or someone that you know has experienced job loss. Okay, so the first thing I want to say is this. In the beginning, your brain is going to freak out. I don't think I will ever forget the moment that my husband told me that he had been fired. Like it will forever be seared into my brain that moment. I remember where I was. I remember what I was doing. Like I can see it so clearly in my brain because when he told me the physical reaction that happened in my body was wild. It was so crazy to experience. And my brain totally went into its primitive fight or flight mode. The instant that those words came out of his mouth and my brain processed them, my brain was like, danger, danger, danger. Even though I logically knew that we were going to be okay, it didn't matter in that moment. Initially, in that early stage, my brain absolutely still freaked out. For about the first three days, I would say, after learning the news, I really had this unpleasant and uncomfortable vibration in my body that never really went away. It was just constantly there, and it really just felt like I had an elephant sitting on my chest. Like I couldn't catch my breath for a full three days straight. And my husband said that he had the same thing. We were kind of like talking about it and describing it to one another. And I'm pointing this out because... Through my certification of becoming a life coach, I had to learn a lot about the brain and how our minds are wired to operate and frankly protect us and serve us in certain situations like this. 
And it was crazy to experience it in real life because I was like, oh, wow, this is my brain freaking out over a resource that it considers to be key and vital to survival, which is money. My brain is processing the threat and the loss of this resource, and it's trying to tell me that we're in danger right now. Just know that in the very beginning, in case you're listening to this and then you experience job loss later on, if you've experienced job loss, your experience might be similar. But in the first couple of days, maybe even in the first week or so, your brain is just going to be in freak out mode. And it's totally okay. Honestly, just let it be there and let it process through that place. My husband kept trying to rush out of it. And I was like, I think it's okay if we just spend a little bit of time freaking out, right? Like, Let's just process through the fear that we're feeling right now, and let's just let the fear be there a little bit so that it can pass and we can move through it and into a more productive emotional state. Because right now, we're not going to be able to do anything productive to solve this problem from this place, so let's just process through it. And I always say that the worst emotions are unprocessed ones. I always think that unprocessed emotions are kind of like a beach ball that you try to push underneath the water. And you can do it. You can get it underneath the water, but it's really hard and it's slippery. And eventually, it's just going to shoot back up to the surface. So for the first part of this experience, you guys, just know that your brain is going to be in freak out mode for at least a couple of days minimum, and it's okay. Your brain is doing exactly what it's been designed to do. And you've got to allow yourself the capacity to feel the feelings that come up for you. I mean, it wasn't even me that lost my job. I mean, obviously, it was the person that I love most in this world. But never having experienced a job loss, I completely underestimated how incredibly emotional the process would be. There were so many emotions, many of them being very unpleasant, especially in the early stages. But please don't just brush them away. Like, it's okay. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel betrayed. And one of the most valuable things I realized that I could do for Ryan during this time was simply just to hold space for him and not try to change his emotional state or rush him out of the unpleasant emotions that he was feeling just because his unpleasant emotions were making me feel unpleasant, right? So whether you yourself are the one that has lost your job or it's someone that you know and love that has, just don't abandon yourself. Just be present and allow all of the emotions to be there and process through them. Because once you can do that and you can process through those initial heightened emotions when your brain is in fight or flight mode, eventually they will start to subside and you can move on to the next phase of this, which is where you start looking forward to the next steps of the process. This is the part where the active management of your mind will be needed. I want to remind all of you that the model is always at work in our life, everywhere and always. The model is the CTFAR. The C in the model stands for circumstances. There are circumstances of the world, which are things that happen to us that are outside of our control. The economy is a circumstance. COVID is a circumstance. Job loss is a circumstance. And sometimes when we're talking about these things that are exceptionally life-altering or painful, we think, oh, well, this is just too much. Like the model doesn't apply here. But I'm here to tell you that it does. Losing your job, however that happens, is a circumstance. It is black and white. It is something that has happened to you 
that you experienced that cannot be altered or changed. And what do I always say about circumstances? I always say that we are always in control of how we are going to think about the circumstances that happen outside of us. Always. It does not matter the magnitude or severity of it. We can still control our thoughts around it. Now, this does not mean that you need to be positive poly and thinking only positive thoughts about things that just flat out suck, like losing your job. But it does mean that you take ownership and responsibility over what you allow to go on in your mind. You know that, yes, this will be hard. This will be challenging. But the way I choose to think about this process and what I make this job loss mean about me is going to shape the experience of this job loss process. One of the first things that I said to Ryan shortly after he broke the news to me, which again, this is just a thought, you guys. And honestly, I don't even remember saying this to him. He's reminded me of it a couple times. But shortly after he told me the news, one of the first things I said to him was, this is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to you. And again, that's just a thought and a belief that I had. So the circumstances, Ryan loses his job. The thought in my model is this is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to him. And so what we've done is we've kind of made that our mantra throughout this time. Like, yes, this is, of course, a hard and a challenging time. We don't have to pretend like it's not. This process has brought up a lot of emotions, and it's really challenged both of us to manage our minds at the highest level. But we also know that this is going to be one of those trials where you come out on the other side shinier and stronger than you started. This process is going to be like alchemy in a sense. The job loss process is the perfect opportunity for you to really do deep work and for you to manage your mind at the highest level. And I want to encourage you to capitalize on that opportunity. When times are easy and they're rolling and things are going good, those are the times that actually require very little from us and therefore result in very little growth. But it's the times that things are thrown out of balance and we're knocked down. Those are the times that require the best in us to step forward. And as a result of that, it demands a level of involvement and development that we don't always have the opportunity to tap into. So feel your feelings, but also use this as an opportunity to manage your mind. It really is going to be a unique time and experience like no other. View it as such and capitalize on the time that you've been given to really do some deep inner work. Now, there is still one major, and if I can say life-changing perspective, that I want to offer you here that to me has been so helpful to both myself and to my husband during this time. And it's reminding us and keeping perspective on what creates money. Of course, the scariest part of losing your job is the loss of income, right? The loss of money. Remember that money is a core survival resource, and our primitive brains have this association with money that says that having money equals survival and safety and comfort and our needs being met. And that's all your primitive brain wants to do. It wants to be comfortable and it wants to keep you alive. So having money is a good thing to your primitive brain. Not having money means danger, pain, and again, in a primitive sense, death. And most people in the world view their jobs as the source of the money. But what I want to offer to you is this concept with money of from versus through. I think it's so helpful when we're specifically talking about the loss of a job. People think that money comes from their job, but money actually doesn't come from your job 
or even from your company. The money actually comes through your job and through your company. Here's what I mean by this. Money comes from one thing and one thing only. Money comes from value. Value is what creates money. And value comes from where? Value comes from you, specifically your mind. Value comes from your mind. And if you really want to dive deeper into this philosophy and this concept, go listen to episode two of the podcast. It's an episode that's called Your New Money Philosophy, and we walk through this concept in a lot more detail of money coming from value. But if you want to chase the root of money back to its original source, it goes like this. It all starts with your mind, and your mind creates the value, and then the value is usually delivered to the person paying for the value through some sort of channel. So for those of us working in a corporate job, it goes like this. You have a set of skills or a knowledge set through past experiences and past education that is valuable to your employer. And again, that value all comes from your mind. But your employer hires you and they compensate you for the value that you are going to be delivering to them. So when you receive a paycheck from your employer, the money is coming through the job. The job is the vehicle through which the money flows. But again, what is the source of the money? What is creating the money at the root of it all? The value. The value that you deliver to your employer. That is what they are paying you for. Now, when you leave your job, either voluntarily or involuntarily, you leave and guess what? You take your mind with you. And hence, you take your value with you. It goes with you. Your employer does not get to keep it. Like when I think about Ryan and his old employer, I am truly like bummer for you guys because Ryan Pritchard has a lot of value to give, but he gets to take that value with him. And he now gets to deliver that value to another company that's going to be willing to compensate him for that value. But his old company does not get to keep that. So if you ever lose your job, I never, ever, ever want you to forget where the money is actually coming from. The money never, ever comes from the job. The money comes from you and your value that you have to give. The job, regardless of the corporation, is simply the vehicle through which the value is delivered and the money flows to you through. And when I learned this concept with money of the from versus the through, it changed so much for me and it put me in such a place of autonomy and power over my ability to make money because it reminds me that money does not come from the circumstances outside of me, like my job or from my customers. The money actually comes from the one place that I have complete power and control over, which is me and my mind. Money comes from within us, from the value that we create with our minds. It does not matter if you are an entrepreneur or if you are a corporate employee, it is all the same. So if you are in a situation where you've lost your job, do not ever think that your ability to make money has been cut off. The job is simply just the vehicle through which the money is delivered to you through. And let me tell you, there are so many vehicles that money has the ability to flow to us through. 
Yes, jobs with corporations are one of them, but there are so many more. Keep this in mind. And please don't ever forget where money comes from. It comes from you, from the value that your mind creates. And your job does not get to keep that if you leave. Again, voluntarily or involuntarily. Your mind, your value, you get to take it with you and it goes where you go. Please hear me on this. So many people think that it's the job that gives them value, that it's their job that gives them meaning and purpose. And that is not the case at all. Your worth, your value, your purpose on this earth does not come from an industry or a company or a title. Your worthiness and your value come from you. It comes from who you are, not what you do. And if you take one thing from this episode that I hope gives you peace, please take that. Your job doesn't define it. Your job doesn't define the value. Your job is not the source of the value or the money. You are the source of the money, and you just need to go out and find yourself a new vehicle through which your unique value can be delivered. But it's not the job that makes you worthy or important or that even is the source of the money. You are always the source of the money, and it always resides within you, job or no job. Okay, those are the biggest mindset shifts and pieces of advice that I want to offer you right now. But Let's spend a little bit of time talking about the money. I know that's what a lot of you are probably very curious about. So like I said, we lost about 85% of our monthly income with the loss of Ryan's job. So pretty significant. I mean, there was no severance provided. So it was literally like the faucet was totally just shut off on the day of the termination. So there were a couple of primary questions that we walked through and really answered for ourselves from a financial lens, and I want to walk you through those. So the first major financial question that we looked at was, what is going to be most valuable to us during this time, and what will not be valuable to us during this time? The first thing that we did was we went through our budget, and we cut our budget down by about 20%. We didn't cut it by the full 65% of the income that we lost. I'll explain why in a second. But of course, we did look at our normal monthly spending and say, okay, where can we cut right now? And this is going to look different for every person, but a major area for us that we cut money on was where we were spending a lot of money on services and conveniences that would make our life easier with both of us working full-time. So our cleaning ladies, our yard people, grocery delivery, things like that, because I told my husband, hey, I've got great news for you. You're hired. You're going to be the new lawn guy and the new grocery shopper and the new cleaning lady. There were also other areas that we knew would just naturally cut back with him not working, like dry cleaning and gas money and lunches, eating out. So again, we went through our entire budget and evaluated what's going to be most valuable to us during this time and what won't be as valuable to us anymore with Ryan being at home. And we were able to cut our expenses by about 20%. After doing that, we looked at the second financial question that I recommend you asking yourself, which is essentially, Okay, how long can we make it with our expenses and our other sources of income with what we have saved? What is the bottom line? After cutting those expenses, we looked at our budget and we said, okay, if Ryan's income never comes back, how long can we make it? How long can we pay all of our bills and pay all of our ordinary monthly expenses and have money to cover those things? And here's how we did that. I mean, why not? Gosh, you guys, YNAB. I know I talk about YNAB a lot, but never have I ever 
been more grateful for YNAB than I have these past two months. Again, YNAB stands for You Need a Budget. It's the budgeting software I use. It is my ride or die. I'm in it every single day. I will put a link to it in the show notes if you want to go ahead and start your trial with them and try it out. But with YNAB, what you're able to do is you're able to look at all of your expenses, obviously. And you can also look at what you have saved. And through this process called budgeting into the future, you can actually see how long you can make it with the money that you have right now. And this is something that YNAB actually calls your age of money. So if your age of money is 30 days, that means that you have enough money to get you through the next 30 days. YNAB will actually calculate this for you. And having this level of clarity and transparency into our finances while this was going on was so key. And honestly, very calming and very comforting. I mean, again, initially your lizard brain is going to freak out, but then your more deliberate, future-focused, human part of your brain can slow down and can look at the numbers of the situation and more rationally be like, oh, okay, we're actually going to be able to make it for this amount of time and still be fine should nothing change. And usually that amount of time is a little bit longer than what your primitive caveman brain is trying to tell you is the truth. Now, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, we had been working for a couple of years to get ready for an event like this. And y'all, let me just say, I'm going to be really honest with you. I really never thought that we were ever going to be in a situation where we were going to have to use our rainy day fund. Like we saved it up, but truthfully in the back of my head, I was like, we're never going to need to use this money. But oh my gosh, like now that we're in the position that we are and we're actually having to dip into it and use it, I am so happy that we have it. We have a six-month emergency fund saved up that we will be using to support us during this time. And the six-month amount is the monthly amount that we were living off of before cutting our budget by 20%. But also keep in mind that we have my income too, right? Like we're not in a situation right now where we have absolutely nothing coming through the door. So really, we would be able to live off of our rainy day fund for six months if we had zero dollars coming through the door. But with money coming in through my income as well, that timeline actually doubles because we really don't need to use a full month's worth of income each month dipping into that, if that makes sense, because we have my income as well. So again, I know this will be different for each person going through the job loss process, but after you've assessed, okay, what is most valuable to me and what's not going to be valuable to me during this time, and you cut based off those answers, the next question you need to answer is, how long can I make it? based off my current financial situation. Of course, applying for unemployment will extend that time even further, obviously giving you some supplemental cushion during that time. So yes, we are absolutely being more conscious of our spending during this time, which I honestly can say has been really nice. Like I'm actually kind of enjoying it. I know that sounds weird, but it's really forcing us to slow down a bit and evaluate purchases more thoroughly than we were doing before. And just being much more intentional with our spending, which I've actually really been enjoying. We are also crystal clear on the timeline that we have to work with on Ryan getting another job, which again, because of our planning and our preparedness ahead of time, that timeline is a very generous timeline that we feel very confident Ryan will be able to find his next opportunity within. So here's one more thing that I want to say to wrap up this episode. Y'all, please, please, please make it a priority to get financially prepared for an event like this. 
like I said, I truly never thought that this would happen to us, ever. But it did. And I'm so glad that we were prepared because we just as easily could have not been prepared. If I was to put money on it a year ago, I would have bet my life savings (laughs) that we would have never had to use our rainy day fund. And I don't know if that's just me being naive or overly confident or overly optimistic, but that's truly how I felt. So here's what we can all do to prepare for a job loss that could happen in the future. First, start making a plan for your money now. Get started with YNAB. Start tracking your spending. Start making a plan. Start failing your way forward. I have such a deep level of intimacy with our money and our finances that has become so evident during this process. My husband really isn't that involved in our day-to-day finances, but he's seeing it now. And he's honestly like, wow, like I had no idea that you were this entrenched in the finances. And I'm like, oh yeah, of course. But only because I've been working at this for years. But having this transparency, this awareness, this deep level of intimacy with our money and with our finances during this time has been such a helpful skill. I feel like this is truly my time to shine. Like I feel like this is my Super Bowl. But please do not wait until you are forced to, to start taking care of your money. Start that today and refine your skills and your knowledge so that when it really becomes crunch time, you can immediately step up to the plate and shine. And there's no learning curve that you have to go through during an already challenging time. Do that now. Plant the seed now so that you can eat the fruit later when it's time. Also, start saving up a rainy day fund. Shoot to have six months worth of expenses. And listen, I know that this does not happen overnight. In full transparency, it took us years to get our six-month rainy day fund saved up. But just start. Because even if something happens in the middle of the process of you saving it up, and let's say you only have one or two months saved, one to two months is better than having zero months. Okay, so start taking care of your money now. Start preparing. Of course, I wish the best for each one of you, but let's be honest. Sometimes things that just stink happen. People get sick. People lose their jobs. There's a global pandemic and a resulting economic recession. I mean, I think what I've realized is that it's really not a matter of if, but when something will happen. So let's all hope for the best, but financially be prepared to ride out the worst and come out the other end stronger. We have to remember that the journey to building wealth will not be a linear one. There are going to be rises and falls. There's going to be bumps and bruises, the ups and the downs. But having the knowledge and the tools and the financial foundation to brace and to ride out those bumps and bruises, that is what makes all the difference. All right, my loves, that is what I have for you this week. Again, thank you for listening. It can always be a little vulnerable to share things that have been going on personally outside of the business space, but I hope that you enjoyed it. And also, I really do hope that you will check out the new website. Also, check out the new YouTube channel and subscribe. And also, if you enjoyed this episode, please do not be shy about sharing out on Instagram. And remember the new IG handle of Paige L. Pritchard. I hope you all have a wonderful and fantastic week. I will see you next Tuesday. Love you guys. Bye. 
Hey girl, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, the student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.